the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Sarah. So happy for you to take a little time out of your day to learn more about what you can do to live your best life. That's what this podcast is all about. And thankful for you in the time spent today. I have a very encouraging guest today, a friend of mine who is a naturopathic doctor. Her name is Jerrica Sweetnich. She's just fantastic. I'll get to that in a little bit. But first of all, I just want to say thank you for um, sending me the messages of encouragement that uh, that you've sent for the people that have put some great reviews online for the podcast for me over on Apple iTunes. That means a ton. I cannot thank you enough. If that's something that you could take just a minute out of your day to do, just to give it a a good five-star review and maybe leave an encouraging comment so that it kind of just gets bumped up and others can hear these messages, that would mean so much to all of us. So thank you. Uh, Thank you to those of you who have sent ideas of stuff that you'd like to hear about. I've even got people, you know, sending me, I want more more recipe ideas for healthy recipes. I want to hear about some clean restaurants I can go to in the area. Do you have a list of those? So I'm working on all those ideas and and I'm going to just add those to some of the beginning intros of the podcast because I love that. It'll be like a little question answer um, to help get you going. So definitely just Facebook me those questions. I just want to mention on Instagram, that is where I do a lot of my recipes. It's Sarah Carnes 4. And if you just type in Sarah Carnes, S-A-R-A, no H, you should be able to come up. I do a lot of recipes and stories and little tidbits on, on health and that's where you can find a lot of it. I do Facebook as well. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just really in Instagram stories right now. So um, if you want to follow me over there. I try to give as much information as possible. Now, today, I want to go ahead and just jump into my guest. Her name, again, is Jerrica Sweetnich, and she is someone, I I can't even remember how we actually met. It was probably on Instagram through just mutual connections, and I just loved her personality. I loved her energy. I loved how much she wants to educate people on on good health, gut health, living their best life. And one of the main things that I have gotten from from Jerrica in my health journey, I just want to mention this briefly because I feel like it's really important, is the whole idea of progress, not perfection. You know, I think we get caught up into the health world being overwhelming and I have to do it all. I myself get caught up in that. And I constantly have to remind myself, hey, you know what? I'm way better than I was 10 years ago, five years ago. 
I'm way better than I was a year ago. So just taking those baby steps, we'll talk a little bit about that today, but I just wanted to put that out there as a reminder. If you're starting small, that's exactly where you need to start and just build on what you have. It does get easier and I want to just put that little nugget of encouragement with you today. Now, a little bit about Jerrica. She really focuses on finding the root cause of disease using a personalized holistic viewpoint. She's just fantastic, and she just has a passion for health, helping other people. I'm going to put all of her information in show notes because I'd love for you to connect with her. We actually also do some talks together here and there. So would love for you to come out to one of those. If you keep on conversations with Sarah, follow me on Instagram or Jerrica. I'm sure you'll find out when we have those in the future. And I do want to also say, keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or health condition. It is not a replacement for professional medical advice. This is solely informational. So please consult your health care professional healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we talk about. So without further ado, this is my interview with Jerrica Sweetnich, naturopathic doctor. Well, I'm very excited today to have my guest, Jerrica Sweetnich. She is a naturopathic doctor here in the area, friend of mine. She's just got so much knowledge. I always tell her, I think she's so great because she's just a wonderful person inside and out. But she's taught me so much. She's one of those kind of people, when you ask her a question, she not only answers you, she really makes sure that you understand the answer. She's shown me charts before to help explain <laughs> things to me. And as you're going along in this journey of you know finding your own health destination, I think that's so important, education. Because this is a big step for a lot of people. You know, it seems overwhelming at first for a lot of people. Even going something simple as gluten-free can be very overwhelming for certain people. So taking baby steps and learning along the way has something uh, that's been something that I've learned and that she's really helped me with. So I'm so excited that she's (laughs) joining me today. Thank you, Jerrica. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm (laughs) so excited to be here with you. So we we actually have done a couple um, talks in the past, one at Town Hall on gut health. And it was so fun to get together and do that. We're going to be doing more of those for anybody that's interested as well, because we had so many stories that poured in afterwards of people who, you know, took the necessary steps to maybe go see someone because either Mm -hmm. they had digestive issues, they had maybe anxiety, depression, all kinds of different things. And it can all go back to the gut. Absolutely. And you've heard Gut health is so important. So that's just what I want to start with today as a baseline. Seems like we're hearing a lot about it. The word microbiome. <laughs> I didn't even know what that word was a year ago. And now it's like, what? That, what is yes. this? So first of all, just as a baseline, why is gut health so important? So the gut does so many things for our body, right? So when we eat food, our food is our fuel. Mm-hmm. And our gut breaks down our fuel. We digest our fuel in our gut. Our gut also controls our immune system. It control it can play a huge role in hormone regulation and neurotransmitter synthesis. So there's every, you know, every single system of our body is affected by our gut. So if your gut isn't healthy, chances are everything's gonna be off. So I've heard it called your second brain. Yes. And 
everything can start there. Exactly. Feels like it's been a big miss, though, because at least in my, I don't feel like we talked about it 20 years ago like we do today. Right. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is very common, um, but I don't think it's quite normal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually Mm -hmm. saw a Facebook or Instagram post. might even been from you. I can't remember. It said, IBS is common. IBS is not normal. Right. And that's something, I I forget the number of people who've been diagnosed with IBS, but tell me from your approach, from a naturopathic approach, a functional medicine approach Mm -hmm. to gut health, is that right? And how can we take a different approach than just taking Pepnobismol or, you know, one of those over the counter? Absolutely. So IBS is a, it's a diagnosis of elimination. So mm-hmm. what that means is that when you come in for, if you have some type of gastrointestinal issue, if you have diarrhea or constipation or whatever it is, your doctor is going to run you through a myriad of tests to rule out all the bigger serious conditions, such mm-hmm. as Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis and things like that. Mm-hmm. Once everything gets ruled out and there's nothing else, that's when IBS gets diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So that's why so many people have been diagnosed with IBS because- in conventional medicine, they're fantastic at acute care, right? Yeah. Emergency care, serious issues, absolutely. Functional medicine is where we really shine in chronic conditions such as IBS. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, every single person gets treated differently. So I could have two or three patients come in on the same day with IBS, with a diagnosis of IBS, and they all have different treatment plans yeah. because their root cause is going to be different. So that's what's fascinating to me is I think we, you know, mm-hmm. it just as friends and when you're talking with people, get caught up in, well, I have IBS too. I, well, right. What's your symptoms? What's my, oh, I don't have that. Right. Well, so then you think, well, maybe that's not what I have or sure. everybody mm-hmm. is different. And that's Absolutely. something that's really come to light in the last couple of years for me. Your version of IBS may be different than my version. Right. And, and so forth. And that could be for a variety of different chronic illnesses as well. So that's been eye-opening that, yes, you have to get to the root cause because it can be different for everybody. Right. So let's talk about some of the symptoms that you Mm -hmm. might have if you have an unhealthy gut. Sure. So bowel movements. Nobody likes to talk about them, but it's one of my favorite things to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get comfortable with talking about it. You have to. You just have to. Because if you're having good, healthy bowel movements daily, at least once a day, you're going to feel so good because that's an indicator that your gut is healthy. So, you know, having chronic diarrhea, constipation, those are huge signs that something's going on. Bloating. So many people have bloating and they just think, oh, it's normal. It's normal for me to get in the car and unbutton my button. (laughs) That's just a normal thing. And every time I meet, I'm bloated. I've heard people say that. Right, right. And, you know, it's again, it's not something serious. It's not something life-threatening. So people just kind of put it aside and then they continue living their life. But then more issues start popping up. Mm -hmm. And again, that can be the first telltale sign that something's going on with your gut. Um, Heartburn. Acid reflux, um, indigestion, all of those things are huge signs. Cramping, anything like that, those are all big signs that something's not right with your gut functioning. So that sounds like a lot of people could fall into that bucket, and it could be really easy to fall off the wagon and just, you know. So let me just throw it out there. What would be something, you know, if I, uh, people who have diarrhea or constipation, Mm -hmm. what's like, 
oh, maybe I should go get checked out and just see if I can become more regular? Is it like once or twice a month? Is it once a week? Is it? Sure, sure. It would be, I would say, if you, even if you're having it once or twice a week, you know, if you're having it once a month, maybe you ate something bad. Sure. Or, you know, maybe you took a supplement or a medication or something like that. So yeah. if you can't definitively say, oh, I took this and sure. I'm having diarrhea now or constipation, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. that's when I would say go get it checked out. Because, again, mm-hmm. everything starts in the gut. Right. Um, an example that I always say is autoimmune, the connection yes. between autoimmune and gut health. Right. I feel like... I have met more people mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last couple of years that have, I say all the time, I, and really quickly, I could probably name 10, me, 10 people that have autoimmune problems or right. diagnoses. Sure. And 20 years ago, I wouldn't. Right. My mom has MS. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have a formal diagnosis or anything, but I definitely have had those characteristics that have propelled me and triggered me on this health journey. Sure. But it seems like we're facing a whole bunch of this lifestyle health-related problems. And the food we eat, Mm -hmm. big connection to the gut health. Can we talk a little bit about the environmental stressors um, and just the toxicity around us and how that can impact gut health? Absolutely. Absolutely. So air quality. I mean, that's been a huge issue, right? A huge topic of conversation over the last 10 years. So breathing in all of the pollutants, that can absolutely affect your gut and your gut lining. Um, Plastics. You know, I remember as a kid, we would have plastics everywhere and we would microwave our food in plastics. One of the worst (laughs) things you can do. Yeah. Because those plastics have xenobiotics in them. They have all different types of things. They have hormone disruptors in them. Um, So those are... If I had to say what the two main environmental causes of gut health and gut issues were, it would be those two. And then water. So I don't know if you want to consider water an environmental toxicity or not, but, you know, our water, if we're not drinking filtered water, is just full of all different types of um, heavy metals and just things that we don't want. There's hormonal birth control in the water and it's just... It's just great. I did. I have reverse osmosis at my house and then I get the minerals added back in. Yep. And Mm -hmm. that was just something for me. I wanted to do everything I Mm -hmm. can. The air quality, I've mentioned a couple different times on this podcast that I've had, and you've been working with me, um, Mm -hmm. the mold issue with the air quality for me was one of the main triggers of my disrupted gut health. I got really sick and I was just shocked. Mm-hmm. I remember when, you know, it was first brought up, well, maybe, you know, you have a sensitivity to mold and you've gotten yeah. some mold around. I was like, no, that there's not even possible. Right. And I dismissed it for a while because I was like, most people do. I have a mm-hmm. six-year-old house. There's no way I have mold right. in my house. It's brand new, basically. Right. And, aha, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yep, I did. Yep. Got it taken care of. There are ways to, to fix it. But you're so right. They're, these toxins around us. But the good news is mm-hmm. there are things we can do. Yes, absolutely. When you figure those out. And mm-hmm. when you go to someone like you, you can drill down right, and figure out those things out right. with gut health tests, with, with stool tests. Now, mm-hmm. there are different types of tests Correct. that you guys do mm-hmm. compared to going to maybe your family physician. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, you're... It's not worse or better, or actually sure. it is better, I think, because it drills down more. I'm just not, I, mean, I don't want to diss anybody sure, what I'm trying sure. not to do. Right. But you just take a, a different approach by going 
a little bit deeper with the gut health, right? Yes, exactly. So going back to the whole conventional medicine, we're looking for the big things. Yeah. We're looking for the more emergent things. And with what we do in functional medicine, you're exactly right. We do more of an in-depth approach. We're always looking for the underlying root cause. Um, One of my favorite tests that we do, it is a stool test. And I have, I would say the majority of my patients do it, again, because the gut is connected to everything. Mm -hmm. This test gives you an idea as to what type of microbes you have within your microbiome. Mm -hmm. Do you have the good bacteria, the good normal flora? Do you have parasites? Do you have worms? Do you have um, pathogenic bacteria? And then it also tells us about your acidity in your stomach, if you're not absorbing fat correctly, Mm -hmm. if you're recycling estrogen, if you have a gluten sensitivity, if you have inflammation. Mm -hmm. So it's such a comprehensive test. And that's why I love doing it because everybody can benefit from knowing all about all of those markers. Yeah. Yeah. And because of a test like that and some additional testing for me, I found out I had SIBO, Mm -hmm. gluten intolerance. And Mm -hmm. can we quickly just say, you know, I want to remind everyone, because we've all heard of like peanut allergies, you know, these anaphylactic Sure. Real trigger reactions. Right. But what we're hearing more about mm-hmm. nowadays are these intolerances, and it is Correct. different. Yes. So you can have an intolerance to gluten, not have celiac, and right. it can still make you sick. Absolutely. You got it. So, so tell me a little bit of the difference there. Sure. So our immune system, it's like the military, right? There's different branches, and they all work for one cause, but mm-hmm. they all have different roles. So there's an immune cell called an IgE, and when that immune cell comes out after a food that you eat, that's going to create that anaphylactic reaction. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get the swelling of the throat, the swelling of the tongue, the hives, all of those types of things. And that is an emergency. That is something that you'll probably know being young. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we have these other immune cells. One of them is IgG. Another one is IgA. These are what's called delayed sensitivity reactions. So these guys come out up to 72 hours after you eat a food. So this is what we refer to as the food intolerance or food sensitivity. Okay. And that can manifest as skin issues. So people with eczema, people with chronic hives, mm-hmm. brain fog, um, fatigue, all different types of symptoms can arise from these immune cells and these immune reactions. Yeah. And the, the skin, it was happening to me with the, yeah. the gluten. I would itch my legs at night so bad yes. that they would start to bleed yeah, because I couldn't stop itching. Mm-hmm. And the doctors kept getting me steroids, uh, cream and all this. Like, right. It's not helping. Cut out gluten and it all stopped. It was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. The, itching, right. the itching went away. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the, the lifestyle health problems because we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about how environment and stress can play and, and stress too, right? Sure. I absolutely. Mean, that has a big impact on the gut. Huge impact on the gut. Yeah. So when we think back to when, let's say, think back to when we were cavemen. Yeah. The only stress that they had back then was if a bear or a tiger or whatever the animal was or whatever it was, was chasing them to kill them, (laughs) right? So that was the only stress that we had. So that stress response was relatively short because either you're going to run and you're going to be okay or you're going to get eaten. Yeah. Um, And so it was a short stress response. So what our bodies did at that time was they put all the resources towards staying alive. So it increases blood sugar, and that's because then the blood sugar will go to the muscles so we can run faster and we can fight off the bear. It also shuts off systems that aren't important for your survival at that particular time. 
So it shuts off your reproductive system, it shuts off your immune system, and it shuts off your gastrointestinal system. Wow. So I see, translate that to today, we still have that same stress response. But instead of being acute and being a short-term thing, how many people have long-term stress? A lot. It's the whole fight or flight we've heard, and we're constantly in that fight mode. Right. So when we're shutting off our gastrointestinal system, one of the most common things that I see in my patients that are extremely stressed is low stomach acid because Mm. they're always stressed. They don't have a good outlet for that stress. And so that GI system, you're not producing acid. So then they have reflux symptoms or they'll have chronic coughs or all of those things can manifest from that. Um, So that's just one example of how that happens. But stress is a huge, huge player. Yeah, that's something that I've had to really try to get under control. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that have helped me, I know you've talked about it before, is heart math. Mm-hmm. Heart math is a Fantastic. wonderful tool to use. Yes. And um, it's basically like a, a breathing program, I always tell people. I don't know if that's the right way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. So but, it's measuring your heart rate variability. Yeah. So we don't want a huge heart rate variability, right? We don't yeah. want your heart rate racing and then dropping and racing and dropping. So what heart math does is it measures it, but it's kind of like a game. It's an app on your phone, right? Yeah. And it teaches you how to breathe so that your heart rate variability is more steady. Yeah. And there's Mm -hmm. a little visual. You connect it to your ear. But even when I don't have it, sometimes I just close my eyes and visualize. That's perfect. The in and out. Right. And it's like trained me. So now if I'm away from it, I can do it. You know, and it, and it really right. does help. And, you know, along with some other great tools that I, I like, re- I have my stress toolkit. That's perfect. Everybody should. Everybody exactly should have right. one of those. And yes. and really, the, the, another biggest thing I've done is cut my schedule down. I think we're all in this, like, yes. I have to do everything. I have mm-hmm. to do everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. I know you're a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a mom. Right. We wear multiple hats. Yes. And I know sometimes it can be difficult, but... Uh, and with the, the cortisol levels, yep, you got with it. With people, and that can impact you know your health as well in so many different right. variety of ways. Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about um, you know w- when we're talking about this environment and stress and just the cortisol levels and mm-hmm. all of those different things. Food comes into play with this as well because I hear a lot of people right. say gosh, I'm just so tired mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with their mm-hmm. schedule's too busy. Stress right. really depletes you. Right. So what are some of the things that we can do maybe food-wise to just give ourselves more energy or help give us that boost? Because I'm sure there's, you know, times where I'm eating the wrong sure. <laughs> processed food maybe. That's probably not that good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so right off the bat, cutting out the processed food, cutting out the sugar. Mm. So when you have sugar and you eat sugar, that's, again, spikes your blood sugar, but then your blood sugar will drop. And when it drops, that's when you crave more sugar because Mm -hmm. it's an addictive substance, Mm -hmm. right? So then you have these up and downs and up and downs. So by cutting out the sugar, you can really stabilize that. So you're not going to have those valleys and hills. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, what food specifically, it's going to depend on your diet and how you eat. So I follow more of a ketogenic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Keto diet works fantastic for me. Um, I also have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. So my insulin sensitivity, which insulin is like the taxi for blood sugar in the body, it can sometimes be off. And in the keto diet, you eat very little sugar. So I completely eliminate that problem. 
So for me, eating keto right off the bat and eating, you know, what I call clean keto, not eating bacon and cheese all day. Pork rinds. Right, (laughs) right. Not eating the pork rinds with the cheese on top and all of that stuff. But eating keto, eating, you know, my salmon, my grass-fed beef, um, broccoli and big salads every day, those are huge foods for me to help me maintain my energy levels. If you're not keto, getting good sources of complex carbohydrates. So there's different types of carbs, right? We have Mm -hmm. simple carbs and we have complex carbs. Simple carbs are going to be more from your processed foods and your sugar. Your complex carbs are going to be more like root vegetables, for example, so sweet potatoes. And the complex carbohydrates, there's sugar in them, but there's also fiber. So because there's fiber bound to that sugar, it gives it a slower release. So then you have more of a steady um, amount of energy throughout the day. So those would be fantastic. So it really depends on what diet, you know, approaches. But it's probably what's best for you, right? Exactly. Because maybe, am I wrong in thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, that Mm -hmm. keto may be not right for everyone? Paleo may not be right for it. It's really about you and maybe working with your dietitian or your your doctor to see, you know, I ran all these tests. I did this. You got it. I think... You know, because mm-hmm. everything is like a fad, right? Sometimes, right. and oh, right. this sounds like it'll be good; it'll work for me. But right, it seems like the more I hear, it really is important mm-hmm. to work with someone to know what's best for your body. You got it. Yeah. yeah, we all have biochemical individuality. So again, it's exactly what you were saying. The keto diet is great for me. My boss, she is more of I wouldn't say complete vegan, but she eats a little bit of animal protein. But she is veggies and veggies and veggies. Mm-hmm. I have to have meat. I have to have some type of protein. Yeah. Um. So you're exactly right. It's, you know, you have to kind of play around with it a little bit. And like you said, work with somebody. And then once you find what works for you, you'll know. What would you say? Because I feel like cutting sugar is one of the hardest things for people to yes. do. Mm-hmm. Do you ever give any like tips on, you know, like <laughs> yes. just give us a couple. Yeah. It's, it's hard sometimes. Sure. Well, the reason why it's so hard is it actually, <clears throat> excuse me, elicits the same brain pathway that drugs do. So mm-hmm. it elicits what we call a dopamine response. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter. It gives you, it's a reward neurotransmitter. It's kind of like an addiction neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. So when you eat that sugar, that's why you crave it more because you have this huge release of dopamine. Mm. So for people, again, it's going to depend on what kind of diet we're going towards. So I give different directions depending on if you're switching to keto or if you're switching to paleo. Mm -hmm. But again, I give different directions to everybody based on their lifestyle. Right. So I tell all my patients that are trying to make dietary changes, make three goals. Mm-hmm. Make three goals for yourself. Okay. So if you're somebody that has five cans of pop every day, try to cut down to four cans for the next week. The week after that, do three. The week after that, two, one, and then we're done. Um, so it's about making, I would say in general, making smaller goals rather than trying to go cold turkey and completely eliminate everything. Now, there is a very small percentage of the population that that's what's best for them. Mm-hmm. So again, it's about knowing you, knowing how you work, and making goals that are specific to you. Yeah, I think that's so important, the baby steps aspect. I have yes. people all the time that are saying, I don't know where to start, right. or I get overwhelmed. Like, 
mm-hmm. it pops in because I'm gluten free and I, I talk about that maybe more so than some other things. Sure. And I have people all the time say, I'm overwhelmed. I have no idea how to go right. gluten free or, you know, if I should or all that. And I'm like, well, I mean, start small, just like exactly. you said, make, you know, <clears throat> something that's a gluten free and don't right. add this topping or do the grass fed burger without the bun, put a right. lettuce wrap, just try little things here and there. Right. And as you go along, you'll see, wow, this really wasn't so bad. Right. It was sometimes I think we play in our minds. Yep. These big scenarios of this is going to be hard. You got it. Exactly. And I started telling myself these affirmations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of, I can do this. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be hard. Right. This is going to be good. If you tell yourself that these vegetables are going to be good. Right. I think you've said this before, and mm-hmm. I say it all the time, so we're twinsies on this. <laughs> I used to be Miss Taco Bell. Yes, yes. I know. I Confessions. Mean, oh, Miss <laughs> Hamburger Helper and Taco oh, Bell yeah. tied. Yep. And I would have never thought I would be making beets on the stove for dinner I know. years ago. Right. So I got there. It took a while. Yeah. And just learning here and there and telling myself, mm-hmm. hey, I want to be a better version of myself. I don't want to be this in 10 years. Right. So I'm going to take those little baby steps. So I think that's so good. Um, anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. weight issues, mood swings, those are all different things that, you know, come up I think a lot I've I've said a couple different times even we did a talk at town hall Mm -hmm. where I discussed and shared my story a little bit of how I really was struggling with anxiety Mm -hmm. and mood swings even some paranoia was crazy and it really a lot of it went back to my gut health and I had something that's called SIBO which I've mentioned before and talked Mm -hmm. about when I cleaned that up Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe I was like I was Sarah again yeah. It, it was amazing. So, you know, all the, I throw out all those different, and it's again, it's different for everyone when they have gut health issues, but where does someone start, you know, mm-hmm. on their journey of, well, maybe I do have anxiety, I do have depression, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe that is a little bit of what's going on with me, maybe my gut health. Where does someone start? Because they're either listening sure. right now, and it seems overwhelming. Sure, sure. So in naturopathic medicine, we have what's called the determinants of health. Mm -hmm. So what determines your health? Mm -hmm. And I like to say there's a big four. Mm -hmm. So there's diet, there's hydration, there's sleep, and there's stress. So starting right there. And for some people, all of those might be out of balance, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even picking just one. So starting with your diet, cutting out the sugars, cutting out the processed foods, increasing your water. That right Mm -hmm. there can make a huge and enormous difference. Yeah. Getting good sleep, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get on the same routine every single night, turning the TV off, getting off your phone at night. That again can reset your cortisol levels, help you to sleep better, and then you have more energy during the day. So you're going to want to make better food choices. Yeah. And getting control of the stress, having a good stress outlet. It was like you were, you were just saying, you know, we all have stress. Mm-hmm. Both moms, we both have jobs. You know, 75 million things going on. I was five minutes late because I had to put my kids, um, (laughs) my son's, um, I can't even think of, um, his car seat. Good gosh, his car seat in my mom's car. So, yeah, there's always things going on. But it's about having good stress outlets, just like you were saying. So if you don't have a good stress outlet, go for a walk. Try that. 
talk with your friends, journal, all of those things. So working on those four determinants, the nutrition, the hydration, the stress, and the sleep can make a world of a difference. If you start working on those and you're not making any, you know, segue with it, that's when I would say to seek out a provider. That is great. Those are great tips. And it's funny when you were when you were saying all those, it's 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 almost been I know this is gonna sound weird, but it's almost been a little bit of a blessing having mm-hmm. these hiccups in the road of sure. my health because I've learned a lot about myself. Yes. And it's opened me up to things that if I was still on this fast pace mm-hmm. of life, I might not be doing. Right. I may not be reflecting on. Uh Mm-hmm. I read more as an example. You said find your yes. find your thing, find your stress outfit. Right. I hike a lot more. Love it. And the right times of year. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it, now we're going on vacations in Vermont to go hiking and just things I like that it. and spending time. But I haven't read like I read now in years. Mm-hmm. So isn't that crazy how sometimes these right. forks in the road in life can just right. open up these opportunities? We don't we don't feel great at the time. Right. And sometimes it's still hard. But mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is mm-hmm. to be able to say, hey, you might be going through a rough time now. Mm-hmm. There are other solutions. There's people out there like you that can help people mm-hmm. get through this journey. And once you start, it's actually really, really exciting to just just put so much love into yourself and mm-hmm. to live your best life, right? Because we only get one try. Right. <laughs> you got it. So I want to know, too, this is kind of like I have two personal questions for you. <laughs> okay. One is mm-hmm. what is something that you do every day for your health? Because I know mm-hmm. you're, you're really good. Mm-hmm. I have to move every single day, whether it's, you know, working out, which I really try to do. I love working out. It's one of my... Do you have a certain workout you like to do? You know, I switch it up because I get bored. Okay. So if I get bored, then forget it. It's over <laughs> with. So right now I'm really into TRX training and um, nice. next week it might be something different. Yeah. But even if I'm not doing that, it's just, it's about moving. So playing tag with my daughter or mm-hmm. taking my dog for a walk, whatever it is, I have to move every single day. I cannot sit. That's Probably the that's one super day. important. Mm-hmm. I try to stand at work sometimes. That's perfect. You know, just just those little things. Sure. And my pastor always says, you know, we never take the elevator. We always take the I stairs. I love it. Yes. So now when I'm somewhere, as long as it's not crazy mm-hmm. high, you know, I'm like, we're gonna take the stairs. stairs. Just those yep. little moments in life where you can connect and say, right. I'm gonna move. I mm-hmm. like that. Yes. My second question. I already know the answer to, but I think it's a cool story. <laughs> Your name is Jerrica, which I just love your name. Thank you. Where did the name come from? (laughs) Is there a story? Yes, there is. (laughs) So, again, everybody thinks that there's this, you know, wonderful family lineage story or something magnificent. It's actually from Gem and the Holograms. Yes. (laughs) Truly outrageous. Oh my gosh, I love it. My, it's so funny. My sister's six years older than me. So when my mom was pregnant, that was her favorite show. And she said, Mom, can we name the baby Jerrica? And my mom said, you know what? I like that. And it's different. So here I am. I love it. I was the biggest <laughs> Gemini Holograms fan. When my oldest daughter, who's now in college, this is a while ago, but when mm-hmm. she was young, they released the whole DVD set collection and I bought it and got her all into That's it. so funny. Now my youngest is like, oh. Is this another classic, Mom? 
Um, yeah, I'm not buying this. Oh so I, I tried, but I love it. And I love your name. I love you. Thank you. Where can people follow you and learn more? Sure. So we, I'm on social media. So Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Dr. Sweetnitch. Um, Instagram at jsweetnitchnd. And then on my on our practices website, which is revitalizemed.com. Yes. And you guys are where again? In Fairlawn? We are in Akron. It's just after Fairlawn. Just yes. after Fairlawn. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You do. By the way, she shares a ton of great information on her social media pages. So definitely suggest highly that you give her a follow. And I'm going to put all the information in show notes as well in case you're driving right now and can't write all of it down. (laughs) But thank you once again. And keep an eye out because, you know, I think we're going to be doing some more talks at Town Hall and Mm -hmm. different things. So, you know, being able to come in person and kind of do a question answer and just hear probably a little bit of my story and mm-hmm. you give a great lecture on gut health oh, uh you. people were just uh really really loving it awesome. so thank you so much thank for your you time for today <laughs> three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.